What up, everybody? And welcome back to On the Break. The I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about between the MJ Doc edition. It's Kyle Beats, Josh VG, J Mac, fellas. How we doing? What up, man? Glad to be back. Uh, I'm excited to talk a little bit of hoops. Obviously, we've been kind of in a uh, a dry spell here, uh, uh, other than the MJ Doc. But I've been watching a lot of old games still, and I, I feel like. ESPN and ABC have vendettas against LeBron because they're playing all of his worst performing games. You want to talk vendettas against LeBron? We're going to get into that today. <laughs> <laughs> you got to you got to pair those with the Jordan documentary. Really get your really get your Jordan's the greatest ever. Yeah, I think those are going hand in hand right now because they're just showing like they've shown Game Six of the 2011 Finals like four times on national television. Dude, yeah. seriously, it's been. But I feel like we're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel for the really good like stuff that we've kind of gone through, you know, and that's, Dude, it's, 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 it's rough, getting out there. rough. I watched the 1996 NFC championship game today, which is that's reminded rough. me the last time the Cowboys were good when I was five. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough, dude. It's really tough. It's gotten like, it's, it feels like we're making progress through all of this, but it, at the same time, like when you look at the magnitude of like what something like this looks like, it feels like we're still kind of early on. And I, I just, I really wanted to get a, a you guys take on like where you guys feel like we're at on all this. Like, I think Kyle, you're a little more optimistic. Josh, I haven't really gotten a chance to talk to you about it, but like, where do you guys stand? Like, tell, tell me a little bit about that first. Before Josh goes, are we talking about sports or just the virus in general or like just, yeah, yeah just culture? Um, yeah, I think I'm more optimistic than both of you probably. I still think we are being a little too optimistic maybe as a country and, and dipping our toe in the water a little too quickly. There's going to be second waves of this. Like a lot of health officials have said that some of the best minds have said that that's probably going to happen. Um, and I understand wanting to keep the economy afloat. I understand both sides of the coin, but I think we're dipping our toe back in a little too quickly. Um, but I, I do think sports happen in 2020 in some capacity where I don't know if you guys are there yet. Do you think the NBA comes back? That I'm a lot less optimistic than NFL for all the reasons I've told you, um, which is just the NFL is the NFL. Yeah, a more they're a more greedy, a more greedy league, but it's also a more difficult uh, thing to put together with that many players. So it'll be interesting. I, I'm fifty fifty still in the NBA. I'm more optimistic, I think, than I know you are, J Mac. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pessimistic on the NBA. I don't think there's very much chance of it coming back this year. Silver has come out and publicly said he's not going to have his his uh, league use up half the tests in America just so that they can keep the NBA going, which I can't. Which I is the right thing to say. It's the right yeah. thing to say and the right thing to do. I'm yeah. a big fan of Silver in that. It's a very it's a very progressive. Like I'm willing to lose money to make everybody else safe, and yeah. I freaking love Adam Silver for that. Um, I, I don't trust the NFL to do something like that. I, I think I'm, I'm on the same page as you guys in that Goodell has always said it's about money more than anything else. Um, as far as the virus goes, nothing's changed, dude. Like, yeah. like we're, we're reacting to this thing and con- or states are opening back up. Texas is back up. We're from Texas and Texas is back up. So is Oklahoma opening back up, but w- the virus isn't less effective at transmitting than it was before. It isn't more curable than it was before. And it isn't l- less uh, deadly than it was before. I, so I don't know. So this is, bre- I think that this is very selfish to open up these economies. Again, I get that people's livelihood are at state and that's what's difficult is right now you have these parts of the country that are, haven't been hit by the virus because they got the benefit of getting to see what happened in New York or what happened in California and then shutting down and locking down to try and prevent that. And so you have a bunch of people that weren't affected by it, don't know anybody that was affected by it, kind of put it to the side and say, New York and California are different. They're so packed in there, mm-hmm. right? but they're losing their livelihood. And so you can't, in the short term, it looks like I need to get back and go back to work. But I think what is going to end up happening is we're going to have multiple different ways this thing's sweeping throughout the Midwest and throughout the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's to me, I, I think that it's extremely premature to open things up. And I think that this is going to make the virus go on even longer because we're opening it back up and then we're going to have another wave of it. See, and, and things are alive and popping. Like I, yeah. I went out to the store today and there was significantly more 
I, you know, I was at the grocery store for like an essential run and there was significantly more people at all other locations. Yeah. I'm, def- restaurants. I'm definitely somewhere in between with that though, because like, I, I mean, I get the, the whole needing to open things up and needing to, to get going again and everything. Uh, I think the, the general sports landscape is n- way more non-essential than we may feel like it is. And, that is probably the big differentiator. Now, NFL owners may not feel the same way, but it, yeah, yeah. it seems like the NBA does. And it definitely feels to me like I think there's logic in opening up in places that are like North Dakota that are probably less infected than New York City. I think that it is a case by case basis kind of situation we're in right now. But I just I don't see any world where like we like all we've been hearing about are all these plans to go play out in Vegas and Orlando and play in eight different cities and you know quarantined uh, uh, like uh, what's it uh, hotel rooms and like all this stuff like it just seems so unrealistic given how many people it requires to be there to actually have an NBA game of NBA quality that counts and uh, I would just rather not sacrifice the product because we're like we're having to be careful. Like I think that's incredibly important, but I would rather not have games at all if it's going to be this ridiculous watered down version of what we're usually doing. Like it, it's pretty much like calling every foul just because we're calling fouls or whatever, right? Like it, it kind of that same logic. I'm willing to risk everything for LeBron to get another chance at a title. Jesus Christ! No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be really difficult to pull a lot of that off. Um, it is more, it is more realistic that you could do it with the NBA because it's less, a lot less players and a lot less coaches. I think it's a lot, it's just a lot less people involved, but still the the (laughs) hotels become an issue. It's a game where you're rubbing up against each other. (laughs) Like it just is not good. It just is. And I just don't think there's a lot of way of getting around it. If we're talking about golf where you can go play golf, like, and be on your own or or in small groups, that's a whole different story to me. Totally different. Could you imagine them playing in masks? Like, dude, oh I was I was waiting outside of HEB in a mask in like 90 degrees and I could barely breathe. I felt like I was doing cardio. Like trying <laughs> to play with a mask in the last two minutes, maybe. We should just run two-minute games like NBA Jam with masks on. There you go. For real. Now, now you want to talk about finals. Like, that's that would be amazing. I mean, there there's a lot of talk. And, and don't, like... I, I want NBA to happen. Like I want sports to happen again, but I want it to happen safely. And I don't want it to be this watered down bullshit version of it just because we're trying to get something out there because we're desperate. We're not fucking desperate. Like that's, I, I miss basketball as much as you guys, but like sure. it's, we're talking about people's health here. Like yeah. trying and to we, keep we've people seen, safe. Uh, we've seen th- stuff canceled or seasons of different sports canceled for way less important things than this. Correct. So it, it just sucks that it's all happening at once and we have nothing. No, definitely. Yeah, no, so. it definitely stinks. Like, don't get me wrong, but I just – I don't see a, a world where these owners and everybody are willing to just put everybody at risk. But I also don't see a world where they're going to close the door on it anytime soon either. I just yeah. – why would you? That that makes no – like, you want people to stay optimistic and that, you know, the basketball is going to come back or any sport's going to come back really. Right. And they're going to deliberate over this. But the majority of owners have said what what you're saying, Justin, and that they don't want to restart this season. Um, The majority of owners are are thinking that way. And Silver's trying to get or trying to keep all his options open, but also being really good in that he's being very selfless and saying, I'm not going to use up half of the U.S.'s medical supplies to do this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that seems like common sense. Right. And the other thing, like I, I could definitely see college football and college basketball being not a thing this year. For sure. Yeah, maybe not so much college basketball because it takes us into I mean, but it's not like 2021 is just some cutoff at some point. Like like it just goes on as long as it's going to go on, but I think there's a stronger chance that we don't see college football for sure. Yeah, I just think pro football is realistic that we could see a form of that. And I also think the numbers are going to decline in July, August leading into the season and they're going to use that as like a positive spin. Dude, I really hope you're right. This thing spread like a wildfire in Australia too, even with the heat. But I, I, I hope that you're right, and that we get at least some respite. But also that I hope that you're you're wrong in the in the way that people react to it. So yeah, I, I'm I, I'm not optimistic on like the overall situation. I'm just like optimistic on, and that's probably the wrong word, but I'm a believer in 
the NFL owners really wanting to continue to get yeah. their get their ROI. I think the NBA sure. is just a more progressive league in general. Yeah, um, I'll say that so, though. But we made that exact same argument about the the college basketball tournament this year, and, and like the Final Four and everything. And this thing brought that to its knees. And so I still think the NFL is a little even in front of the NCAA. Maybe you think so, dude? That's a big money maker <laughs> for basketball. Yeah, I'm saying. I mean, like that's a big money maker, so to just pull the plug on it like that is is bold. True. I true. I don't know. I, I just I think there's a world where that's possible. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I think if you're the NBA though, at some point you have to spin this thing where you've got to start concentrating on the coming season, the excitement for that, and get people in that mindset. You have to. I mean, it's too early to do that now, but at some point it becomes a a, a lost cause in a way. Like they, we've yeah. already canceled the draft lottery. Yeah. Which went completely so, unnoticed, by the way. Which that could have been virtual. I don't understand why we why we yeah. canceled. Uh, well, I guess you didn't have teams that finished a, a season. I, I don't know. What was the what was the reason behind them canceling that? Well, because they couldn't they couldn't really work out the guys and have the combine. Right. Mm, okay. Which makes sense. But I mean, we're putting it on I mean, that's a pretty significant pause that no one really talked about. Yeah. I, I, dude, you know what I'm also thinking about? Just comparing the two leagues. I, I mean, I know this is obviously an NBA podcast, but it's relevant right now. Is sure. NBA players are going to be a lot more likely to also agree to put things on pause and you know do what's right for society because they're one younger, they're coming in younger, their shelf lives are much longer, and their money is a lot more guaranteed. Where these NFL guys that are fringe level players that are making league minimum. I got maybe two to four years in the league, or like I got to get this check now. Yeah, I'm willing to. I'm willing to play. Baseball's yeah, in that same spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Baseball's in the I same you, spot. I think you see that across society as well, and that lower income individuals pull higher in regards to opening, reopening the economy. Yeah, yeah, and it's just and except for the so, Elon Musk. That's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll piece of garbage that. he's been. But <laughs> Hank Scorpio in person. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like there's the biggest rush in the world and I feel like it's getting quieter and quieter as far as what's going to happen with it. And I know it's, there is so much wait and see and all that, but I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I just can't really wrap my head around a likely plan that like, so let's flush that out for a second. Think about like the, the teamwork aspect it takes to win a championship. Right. When you're just going back to your hotel room by yourself every night like that, yeah. I don't. That, that doesn't seem like it's a good. You're thing. Just doing a Zoom call every night. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it would be pretty weird. So, I mean, there's been a lot of ideas tossed out about you know how the season could go on. So let's say you know it doesn't because I think we're all leaning that direction. I mean, I, I'm the most optimistic, and you, you guys are talking me into it. Maybe not happening. Um, and just thinking about the stance of the owners in silver. So would you be okay with a 2K title? Like that's obviously been an idea that's thrown around out there. Like that obviously comes with an asterisk, right? Wait, like, well, yeah. Can LeBron get that and say, I got, I got no. four rings now? Wait, no. what? A 2K title? Dude, that's been thrown around there like pretty seriously. Like it's, it's just simulated out. So have you ever played the newest 2K game? Yeah. No. If you run the classic version and you run down the court, you have Yao Ming running the corner for a transition three. That that game is freaking garbage for trying to, to work this out, dude. I, I don't trust the 2K title at all. <laughs> we would I, never hear the end of Josh. I would be so this. mad. They don't know how to rotate multiple rotations. You get one rotation on defense, and that's it. I'm just joking. So just, but, dude, just I don't trust that. I don't trust that at all. Yeah, the, uh, the championship game, Dwight Howard just pulling from thirty on Steph. Dude, X. that's what it's like. Whenever you play that game, uh, that game, if you get if you use classic teams, you have people like Dwight Howard, like prime Dwight Howard, running the corners for transition threes. It's absurd. But so we're gonna say we're gonna say no on two K then. No, I'm saying no on two K. On the break is firmly on the no on two K championships. Yeah, I, I'm so not on the, that train either. That is the gonna, most realistic thing. To just if if we do come back now, I'm trying to be yeah glass half full here. If we do come back, regular season is over. Standings yeah. are where they are. We do a turn. We do a quick quickly as you can tournament. You have to. That's the only way it you can do bizarre. it. Yeah, that's the only way you can do it. And even then, Would to that me, title be tainted. To me, yeah, like you're gonna put that up against like fucking titles of some of the greatest of all time. I think it depends on who wins it. 
No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Like, it's no, the it doesn't. The critics will hate him. And the critics will be like, Jordan did it with the entire season. No, like that would be <laughs> the entire playoffs. Could you imagine the shit that LeBron would catch for having a 2K title on his resume and no one else? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Here's the... the the Spurs um, won a championship whenever they had a shortened season. As a matter of fact, that was that was one of Tim Duncan's, and it's not it's not tainted on Tim Duncan's. Now they did have a full playoff, but the beginning half of that season was cut off by cut off by lockout, and that was when um, this is like a fifty game season or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and I don't think Spurs or if you discuss Tim Duncan's relevance in the history of the NBA and how great he was in the history of the NBA, nobody's going to bring that up. It's yeah, but they still play. Won sixteen games in the playoffs, or maybe fifteen at that point. That, they might be doing best five. Yeah, that might be the difference. There is that it's the playoffs that are cut short versus the beginning of the season. So, what if they just so, took the standings where they are and they do best two out of three for every round? Like, is that still a uh, is that still LeBron wins the title? It's three and a half rings for him. I'm not making this all about LeBron. I, like, it, it, this, I am. <laughs> this gives the Celtics a better chance to win. Like this, this should yeah. make me happy. But that it ring would not be the same chances. thing to me. <laughs> it gives the very fringe, fringe level of like the Celtics yes. are, are a fringe competitor right. for a title. Philly, and it gives, same kind of like, thing. Like the Celtics, the Heat, um, Philly. The Jazz, it gives the teams like, that. Yeah, it, it gives the teams that don't have a chance to win it a chance to win it. Right. Yep. So, like, by all means, I should be on board with this plan, but, like, For that sure. doesn't fucking sit next to a ring that has, like, you know, Kevin Garnett and, you know, all that. Like, that that's not the same thing to me. And that's not – that I, I just – I don't see that as a fan, uh, you know, as a purist of the game in that sense. Like, I don't see that as a comparable title, it, it, no matter who wins it. Like yeah. it has nothing to do with anybody's. It has nothing to do with anybody in the league necessarily. We're going to be out here thing. in ten years trying to argue and compute how a title, <laughs> a two out of three coronavirus title, compares to Bill Russell playing Bill against Russell. five ten white guys. <laughs> John Stockton in the playoffs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! God damn it! So, yeah, I, I just I don't see it. Why wouldn't they play a full a full playoff series? Just trying to limit exposure, I guess. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay. You're saying that if we, if we, okay. If you so did if they this, do play a full playoff series, they do the full, you know, best of seven across the board. I think I don't see how it's tainted because they still played. Yeah, I think that's know, a different story. I think that's a very different story. Okay, I really do because really and truly, to me, like everything was pretty well set. We were getting pretty close to the end of the season to begin with. Right. Yeah. I mean, there were. There's always going to be a little bit of, you know, some outsiders looking in and what could happen. But, like, I mean. I, I, the th <laughs> reason I do like a tournament, though, like a single elimination, is it's going to test who's been trying to stay in the best shape. And some guys don't probably have the access that other guys have, obviously, with personal courts. But, like, you, you know the Sixers are out of it. Like, Joel Embiid is out of it right out now. Out of there. Like, no chance. <laughs> I wouldn't trust Dwight Howard around Skittles. You know, it just all of that. Joel Embiid would show up for his one game to move on and be like, oh, my stomach curd side. I ate a I gallon of ice cream. <laughs> Jokic is just walking around at 325 right now. Still playing 60 minutes, going in a triple <laughs> overtime at 325. Just lumbering. Do you remember uh, the fat energizer bunny last year when he had yep. that 55 game, 55-minute uh, game, and he like still went off in the third overtime or something? Yeah. Yep. That was crazy. I just, I mean, Kyle, you seem on board with like, uh, like, so wh where's your head at it? I mean, do you think like a two out of three, is that the same thing in your eyes as like what LeBron won with the fucking heat? Is that, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know how, where's your line on this? I should say, I should ask you. I, I think given the circumstances, yeah, like it's still a title to me. Um, okay. if they, if a they come ring. back around a tournament, a ring's a ring. Still, okay. A ring's a ring. Um, as long as they come back and run a tournament of some sort, I, I just, I don't know. I'm just trying to be optimistic and throwing ideas out there. Uh, it's going to be tough, though. I mean, is there any way that, a, uh, like, think about the the non-LeBron contingent. I, I speak for those people pretty, pretty regularly, I would say. But, yeah. like, I would use that in every single argument against MJ any day ever, always. No that's doubt exactly about why, it. Yeah, that's exactly why I said it really depends on who wins the championship. Because if it's Giannis's first in, in a multiple multiple ring situation, I don't think anybody's going to talk about it. But if it's no. LeBron's last in a multiple ring situation, people will talk about that. 
You know when people will talk about it? If James Harden gets hot and goes for 40 and the Rockets win, people <laughs> yeah. will never count that as a championship. Yeah, that's and, exactly right. And, and I, but, I do. We but would never Celt- count if the Celtics win one. Justin's is going to give us a spiel about how this well, team just had. Here's the thing about Juice. Tom Rottery and came together, and it's the true, true grit story. Danny Ainge, <laughs> the whole thing. Blue collar. <laughs> No, it'll be one sure, of those though. ones the the Alabama claims for like the forties where they went back and scoured the record books and said uh, nobody else is claiming this championship. This was ours. This is ours. This is one of our fifteen. Yeah, I, nothing would make my eyes roll more though. I mean, I'd be all on board for it and I'd definitely celebrate it just because it'd be funny. But like, it's not a real championship. No matter, it doesn't matter who it is. And I like if the Bucks prattled off a championship or if James Harden, like same thing. Any either any of those teams prattled off a championship based on what we were looking at going into this whole thing where the NBA shut down, I would roll my eyes and say, that's not a real ring. Go find another argument. So here's the, here's the question to argue that um, the NCAA tournament is all about who gets hot at the right time. Definitely. It's, it's rarely ever the best team wins the championship. It's about who gets hot. This scenario that you guys are talking about would be who is getting hot. It may not be the best team. Yeah. Would you discount all the NCAA championships? Right. Yeah, I would, because at the end of the day, when you get done with this, what do you get in hand? A Larry O'Brien trophy. Yeah. What did every other team up to this point get in hand? A Larry O'Brien tr- trophy. Now, if we change okay, the so format if we change the format going forward, that's that I like that's the new precedent, but like a one off thing, it just it doesn't carry the same weight to me. That's that's a good argument. Okay, so it's it's inherently different than previous or subsequent championships. Not necessarily like the an NCAA championship. Right. Okay. That's a that's yeah. a good argument. Yeah. If you change the play, I approve play, of that one, Justin. That's fair. I appreciate yeah. that. It's <laughs> uh, all I've ever wanted is your approval. So here we are. <laughs> what What about a single game elimination, and then the finals is a seven game series? Dude, that would be great. I mean, all these scenarios I would love. Don't get I'm me wrong. I'm just spitballing here. Like that's. That, I mean, dude, the, can you imagine what the ratings would be with yeah. the thirst for sports right now? Could you imagine watching the fucking Magic play like, you know, like they somehow squeak out a bunch of weird wins and playing like the Lakers? That would be a snooze fest. You know what's crazy? Because like the Western Conference Finals, if it was single game elimination leading up to a seven game final, it would be a single game elimination game most likely between the Lakers and the Clippers. And that would probably get less viewers than a preseason NFL game. That's almost certainly true. Which Here's is the, crazy. <laughs> Here's the thing that's that's crazy about this entire situation is I don't think that limiting these games, regardless of where you're at, I don't think that limiting these series to three games would change anything in the way that the, the virus is spread. I think they'd probably consult with an epidemiologist and they would say, if you're going to play three games, you might as well play seven. Yeah. Like, it's right. not going to no, stop no. it. That's, that's factual. The argument is, from a supply standpoint and a testing standpoint, right. so you're going to have to test between every game. Dude, Wait. how much would it – here's what. Here's the LeBron James' tainted championship. He gets to the finals. Everything's been fine, and then Giannis tests per, positive for the coronavirus, and he can't play, and they beat a Chris <laughs> Middleton-led Bucks. Yeah. He dropped oh, a five that, on everybody's list. Well, I'm going to put an asterisk on that one. Yeah, <laughs> people, Chris would start, the best player. people would start putting Havlicek on him on their top 30 <laughs> <laughs> above him. Man. Oh, my Speaking God. Speaking of LeBron, J-Mac J- 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 was so uh, gracious to uh, inform us of, I guess, a recent story. This came out this week. Yeah, I guess like the last couple of days. So I guess the best way to describe this to me. So you guys have both read this story, right? Yep, yep. All right. So the best way to describe this story to me is it seems like LeBron got caught in a lot of crossfire here because since so proven guilty no, for sure. No, I'm just saying if if this is true. So, Kyle, do you want to set up like kind of what happened? Yeah. So evidently LeBron has he was called out by a supposed and alleged Absolutely. affair that he had with uh, some famous Instagram model. But he was called out by her her friend. Am, am I correct? Yes. Yeah, her friend. Publicly called out, right? Very public. Like, I mean, kind of taking some shots. Yeah. And you know, obviously, I think LeBron does a pretty good job of keeping for an athlete of his size, keeping his personal life aside from his son's basketball and terrible TikToks. Sure. Keeping <laughs> pre quarantine on, you know, on the low, kind of like he, he has his wife that he's been with, but he keeps that on the low. Um, this one looks like, and he's had a couple of these with a lot of Instagram models over the last three or four years as that's become more popular. But uh, this one looks like he might not be able to get out of it as easy. 
Um, and she, this girl's just coming in throwing haymakers, which makes me think she has some, like, I don't know. I feel like there's some real bad blood here, and it's probably not for no reason. But I, that being said, I think he's innocent. I'm pulling. <laughs> All that to be said, he didn't do it. I'm pull Okay, so I'm pulling up the actual quote right now because it's essentially they, this, this Instagram model put him on blast on Instagram, and it was just a picture of him. Or on Instagram, excuse me, on uh, Snapchat, and it's a picture of him shooting free throws at the, you know, in his obviously uniform, like at the game, and it says, "Am I am I the only one that's not a fan of LeBron? I guess I've never been a fan of a guy that cheats on his wife, especially with, and then put <laughs> tag that girl's uh, Snapchat handle. Like, damn, like, <laughs> pretty brutal, man. Like, and, and you you got to sit there and think, okay, is this girl just? She just throwing a you know a fishing line out there and seeing if she gets someone to catch because that's probably gonna get some bites like that's it did. a huge story. <laughs> whether it uh, did or not it's still getting bites. I really miss due process. I really oh, miss no. innocent no, until I proven. This. I miss it so much. This I I hate that we're in an age where somebody who's famous because their friend is really attractive can say, "Hey, this guy had an affair," and everybody just jumps <laughs> on the pitchfork train. You know what I'm saying? They're the, I'll they're tell the, you what. They're the herders leading the sheep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what, good, if we can go to court and LeBron can defend himself, <laughs> I'm happy to call him innocent if he's innocent. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I'm this happy to go to court. I just want to go. I just want to. Did see you know, it. Kyle, you know what your response reminded me of is, do you remember that Chappelle show where uh, Dave was on the trials for these different murderers and, and uh, he had to defend all of <laughs> All of these, all of these, uh, these people, and one of them was one of them was Robert Blake, who was uh, this white white murderer. He was like, "Oh, dude, that guy did it." And then it was OJ, and he was like furious about everything. And he goes, he he says, "We can't find the the murderer of Tupac, but we're sitting here putting OJ behind bars." Nicole Simpson can't rap, and it was just like it was just perfect <laughs> for you, for you, Kyle. You were like, "That being said, he's innocent." Awesome. Uh, Chappelle show is a good rewatchable. Uh, it, in quarantine times we'll Dude, yes. it is but uh yeah if he gets put on blast like that's pretty wild though he's he's really kyle you're right lebron has always always kept his stuff under wraps yeah would we be surprised like no. what like i would be a little surprised but not really like not that surprised jordan would never do this oh it's never jordan, yeah, okay. jordan. <laughs> He yeah. would just go into the casinos and gamble at two o'clock in the morning in Jersey City. <laughs> this is like LeBron was like, "This is my takeaway from the Jordan doc and how I got to be the greatest of all time." He's gonna follow in his footsteps here. Could you so, imagine what those guys would have been like? Oh my god, dude! Well, we so, Instagram. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I we've heard a lot of backlash about the whole Rodman part of the documentary. Pretty yeah, we seem to like it a lot more than everybody else did. Yeah, everybody seemed really not like it. People seem really pissy about like so uh, Simmons and Rosillo went so, on a big rant yeah. about how about how he's boring and all this kind of stuff and it's like I mean yeah kind of but like you can't tell the story without him is Simmons like, getting worse yes Simmons seems like he's getting worse to he's me getting his, taken. his quality of stuff is is dropping he's, he's getting, getting he's kind of getting the uh, get off my lawn syndrome a little bit yeah, yeah. I think uh, so too he's gotten but, takey for sure yeah I do think. Like the Rodman thing is so crazy to us because there's no players like that really anymore. Like, what was the last player that was really like a. Who was the last cross dressed? Del- yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like AI or like Latrell Sprewell or like the last, like Ron Artest. No, no. I mean, there are people. I mean, there are people that have just not made it because of some of the. Like Delonte West, people like that that just didn't. That's true. You know. But I'm saying like good players. Oh, for sure. I mean, Delonte was. That right, impacted but- teams. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Delonte yeah. helped LeBron out, so you know, in his month. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was when LeBron James turned into uh, showdown LeBron. Um, I I don't know that there's ever been a a player that was as as polarizing as Rodman ever, and he was a superstar too. Yeah, it just I was actually thinking about this the other day because there was a so the new Drake tape just dropped, and there's a line that revert back to an an old Eminem song called Superman and like I was thinking yeah. about it and like I was just thinking about how like polarizing Eminem was at that point in time like and and like Unique, it just it was such like, a different of. it was yeah. such a different time then and Dennis Robin was shocking back then and so for Simmons to like 
get up there like he remembers that time of basketball very well obviously and for him to get up there and grandstand and be like oh this guy's boring blah 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 there's nothing new about him yeah fucking right there's a 30 for 30 about him already like what what yeah. did you want here they weren't just gonna not talk about him yeah yep. which simmons you created and got money off of that 30 for 30 being super popular no, no, so well, hold on it was for 30 it was a uh it was something else it was like not an e60 either but it was one of their other rodman's no, rodman's no thing that was, was a 30 for 30 i'm pretty sure no, it was a different, ver- different version of it. Simmons clarified that, but uh, he would. It is. It so he is. didn't want to take responsibility for that. Is what that is, <laughs> right? Okay. That, so he wants is. to give his takeout and kill Rodman, even though he. Did. Okay, it's probably on. a little more played out to older guys, but to us, it's interesting because, like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, you can't tell the story without him, and that's what you're doing is telling the story of the Bulls, not MJ. Exactly. I don't think you could tell the the story of MJ. And, well, the Bulls and who MJ was to that Bulls team without going through the Dream Team stuff, which hopefully we get in, this, in these next couple of episodes. Yeah, I, I said last episode, if they go into the Dream Team, this is going to be the MJ documentary. And and I, I think that this, like, there's, I think they're trying to wrap an MJ documentary in the guise of it being a team documentary. And, and to do that, you have to talk about Rodman, at least for the three minutes of screen time that they gave him. I think right. that's one <laughs> way to look at it, but I also think that the dream team took all of that to such a new level. It was, it was the three championships, but it was just, it, it, I don't know, man. It just, it, I would just remember that making it like just bigger than life really and truly. And, and I think that's an important part of the story too. I get what you're saying, but I don't think that that just makes it all about MJ either. I, I get that take though. It's not necessarily a bad take. And I I, I guess you could argue that Scotty Pippen went there. I just, Jordan has had, I wish that I could see the statistics on in regards to how much screen time Jordan has had compared to these other guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, that's probably yeah. the goal, though. I mean, that's what, but that's what people want to see, right? Do you think we could assemble a dream team that would be able right now with the current NBA rosters that would be able to compete with that team? No, I think the redeem team could have beaten the dream team. <laughs> I know you do. I, I'm not surprised <laughs> by that take. We're at losing all. all their viewers again. I don't. Um, I think that that team would put today's players in a body bag that's been another really hot i mean but really like i'm dude like who's guarding steph rodman like, who's guarding Giannis? no <laughs> one's gonna not on know, my team. no one's gonna realize they have to stand 30 feet away from the basket dude if steph curry went back into that league they would pull him out and burn him at the stake for being a witch like, <laughs> yeah, that's not, be like what that's, the hell is this guy doing the same thing with kevin durant like people are doing stuff like go back and sans Jordan, dude, Jordan was ahead of his time. Jordan was doing stuff that they're doing now back then go back and look at the 1996 highlights for an NBA season and then compare them to last year's highlights for an NBA season. And tell me that there is not so much more talent in the league now than there was. So, yeah, I'll say this. There's absolutely more talent across the board. Your average player is way better. There's more agree. star depth. I still kind of think the dream team could maybe beat today's team. Cause like Giannis is a good point. No one can guard Giannis on that team, but like Shaq is going to be a real problem. I mean, it, you can say you can just run the ball up and down the court, and we you could have just was Shaq explained. on that team. Shaq wasn't on that team. Shaq was not on the night, the dream team. Um, no, no, Patrick Ewing was. Oh, oh Patrick right. Ewing, yeah, David yeah. Robinson, but, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone. Giannis is ripping down a right. board and running ninety feet to the other end and dunking. Like Patrick Ewing's not keeping up with that. David Robinson would be the only one that could play. On maybe, ball. yeah, maybe Charles Barkley, but he would he would get yammed on. Like there's, I, I don't. Well, I it, couldn't see Patrick Ewing guarding. I think you would. I think you're right. You would have to put David Robinson on. We him. could put. We could. They could put Bird on Durant. That would go well. Yeah, that would go real well. <laughs> I, Durant. Would. I, I hate to use this as a cop out for that argument, but it really does depend on what rule set you're playing in, too. Like, are you playing in the I '90s? Or are you playing now? I think current the old rules benefit current players more. Giannis is way stronger than people realize. LeBron is way stronger than people realize. Yeah. Um, I, I I personally agree with that, but I think you guys all know my my take on what the the new NBA is, and I think our listeners are probably listen, sick of me. Here. I will Dang say, Carl Malone and David Robinson in the Dream Team picture I pulled up look like they're on freaking horse steroids. Those yeah, guys, those guys are big. Yeah, they're, you couldn't you couldn't rotate as as those bigs though, or you couldn't rotate until somebody was actually beaten. If so, we could just if dude. we could get them to do a rotation of Chris Mullen, John Stockton, Larry Bird, and Christian Leitner, that would help oh, a lot. God Almighty. <laughs> Holy moly. Could you imagine if people had to wait to rotate as long as they had to wait to rotate on Jordan on LeBron? Do people would be it would be like that Jason Terry dunk every single every single play. 
You remember the one where they throw it up back behind him to uh, on the Celtics and he yeah. just murdered him? It would oh, be yeah. that every single play. Yeah. I think the, I, I love, though, that people have this conversation as if teams don't know and didn't know or wouldn't be able to figure out how to adjust. That That's... Yeah. That's the where this argument falls really short for me and where it's really hard to say. That's probably the gray area for me is like what adjustments would be made. Like you'd have a, a true test of wills because you'd have some sort of what Phil Jackson versus I don't know. I don't even know who today would be like Steve. I guess Steve Kerr, which is pretty much a protege of himself. So et cetera, et cetera. You yeah. know, it just depends on how that all works out. You want to put like fucking Phil Jackson against Dan Tony. God almighty, kill me already. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard and dribbling for 45 minutes. <laughs> All it is. <laughs> With Scottie Pippen, I saw it on him. Pretty much um, the current Houston Rockets. Yeah. What about my only, my only issue with the Redeem team is, like, I don't know what kind of starting. You say the Redeem team could beat the Dream team. I don't know who your starting five is. You're rolling out there. Dwight Jack. Howard. Yeah, Howard. No, yeah, he, my bad. He's your playing the position five. Like, you're starting five. Like, Oh, Howard, I see. LeBron, Kobe, D. Wade, and Melo. So that was – yeah, that was prime LeBron and prime Kobe. And Those prime two. D. Wade and prime Melo. Yeah, dude, that's 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 tough, bro. Um, <laughs> I don't remember who else was on it. Was was Kirk Heinrich on that team? <laughs> no, you got a little no. Daron, oh, okay. Daron Williams. Daron Williams. Dude, he was good. Jay Kidd, you got Chris Paul, Chris Bosh. Yeah, I think you start, I think you start Chris Paul because – Chris Paul was unbelievable. Um, I think you go Chris Paul. But you got Kobe. magic. You got magic starting for the dream team. That's so you're going to have to run LeBron at point. You got to leave Chris Paul on the bench for when Stockton comes in. I trust. I trust Chris Paul to be able to like at least be serviceable against Magic on the perimeter until somebody says we need to put Magic into the post. Josh is just going to stick Chris Paul on Bird. Yeah, I, <laughs> go after him. Pick his pockets. I would. I would start Paul. Kobe, Braun, and then Dirk was on that team. Dude, no. Chris Paul and Kobe. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk's not from the United States, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, was it Chris Bosh? Yeah, Chris Bosh. Maybe Chris Bosh at the four, and then and then Howard at the five. I see, and I would put Melo at the four. Okay. Yeah. Kobe and Chris Paul. I don't know why everyone has always been convinced that was a good idea. That's just one of those <laughs> things. We've been there. They want a gold. I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, was K- K- oh yeah, Katie wasn't. Speaking bad. of Chris Paul, though, Garnett was on that team, though, right? Yes, no. I think so, right? No, Tayshawn Prince was. <laughs> Garnett yeah. wasn't on over. Okay. Wow, what a world! Really, Tayshawn Prince was a good defender. I would have thought KG. Well, that's yeah, that's crazy. But this whole story that's been floating around about Chris Paul being the one that's going to resurrect the Knicks is quite humorous to me. Uh. I mean, is there a makes all the sense in the world to me? Yeah, I mean, I, I they they want to do it. The Knicks are down to sign him. That's good news. That's where it starts, right? Yeah. Dude, here's what's crazy. I don't trade him if I'm the Thunder. I agree with you. Unless unless you give me either R.J. Barrett or a first rounder. You or would do both. For, I would do it for a hundred percent for R.J. Barrett because they're what they're also doing is they're taking the contract of. Dude, his last option on that is $46, $46 million. Dollars. Yeah, to make the money work, you would have to include Julius Randle as well. You'd have to include um, pretty much all of their power forwards is pretty much yeah. how that would work out. No, yeah. that would be over $100 million. No. I, I just I just don't see a... <laughs> so I don't sad. see a... <laughs> God dang it. Um, <laughs> I don't see a trade that could go through. I think you'd have to do RJ, Julius Randle, and Kevin Knox. What, what, what do the numbers look like for that? Yeah, that would be about 75% of the money so you can make that work. Is Chris Paul still making more than all those guys? Yeah, dude, it's crazy. But, um, but would, the, would that benefit the Knicks doing that? No. So if, if Presley can fleece them and make that happen, which he's been known to fleece, but I, I just don't see this, this deal getting done. Um, the um, other thing that you have to think about, too, is SGA isn't going to be 22 for forever. So you have seven, like the Thunder fans will say, we have seven first-round picks for the over the next seven years, but how many teams have we, or, or seven extra first-round picks, but how many teams have we seen repeatedly miss on first-round picks? I mean, and never be, and be in perpetual rebuilding phase. The Cavs, if LeBron James wasn't born there. They should trade two or three of those and, pair, and get a top three or top five pick. 
and just yeah. try to parlay it into really good players. All right, right. Jo- exactly. Josh, what Except was the this tra- time when you have three MVPs? Don't break it up. What was the trade you laid out, Josh? Kevin Knox, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle for Chris Paul. R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle. You can put I, that in the trade simulator. I'm pretty sure I'm that's doing that work, right now. Though. I'm pretty sure that I would work. I think those numbers will work, but it's it's there's I would I wouldn't do that if I was a Knicks. No way, because that's the, your biggest free agent signing of the last two years and your last two first round picks for a 35 year old guy that's making 40 plus million. It's just yeah. not a recipe for success. He's going to teach a bunch of bench players a winning winning culture. Yeah, like I'm that's, not out on RJ at all. I like RJ. I, I still really do. I think his. His game is tailor made for today's NBA. Yeah, he's nineteen. Yeah, he's gonna be good. So that fails. Um, okay. So the aggregate is greater than nineteen point six million. Oh yeah, because you can't exceed one hundred twenty five percent of your cap unless you're using an actual uh, what's it called, like a supermax. And so essentially, mm. all that salary that you lose. For Chris Paul, that was under a supermax, so part of that's covered. So it's it's a, more of a cap issue than it is a value for value issue. Okay. I would say. Yeah, I've I would have to play around with it for quite a bit. I have no idea how to make the money work in regards. But the to bottom it. line of all this is why why are the Knicks trying to get Chris Paul to solve their problems? Because well, that they don't understand what the problem is. The problem Chris is Paul. James Dolan. Yeah, I'm into that. Chris Paul would be fantastic for adding to the Heat. I think he'd be great to add yeah. to the Heat, oh, um, yeah. but yeah. but I don't think that he's a player that you bring in and try to. I mean, he's obviously not a player that you try to b- rebuild around. It, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. You don't add a locker room to guy to a, a team that's full of nothing but people that should stay in the locker room. Right? True. And that's I don't even point. know if Chris Paul's a locker room guy. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Heat, you hope because you got Jimmy for four. If you can keep Bam, you got a couple of good rookies. You know, you can pay Chris this out outrageous deal next year and the following because he's going to pick that option up and then hope that you guys have been competitive those two seasons in his last couple that's obviously probably the back end of his prime or, or he, I mean, he's basically out of his prime you know but he's still a serviceable player and you hope that he signs for you know eight million just to win a ring and you know has the locker room presence and that it's that story but i don't know it's gonna have to be a team like that i like the heat fit though a lot the feet the heat fit makes a lot more sense i don't see that happening necessarily but I, I, the Knicks have been linked to everybody ever. So I just, when I saw this, I immediately rolled my eyes like hell because here we go with these rumors for the next however long. This is a team that was supposed to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on its team, remember? Yeah, yeah. and I watched a... Uh, and Zion. And Zion, true. I watched a podcast of the uh, Up in Smoke of Matt Barnes and oh, Steve Jackson with KD. Boy. and He was like, yeah, I thought about the Knicks for, you know, a couple of minutes, but nah. <laughs> And, like, that was it when they asked him, like, how awesome. free agency went. Awesome. And it was so genuine. I was just oh, like, yeah. geez. People know, dude. People know. Players know that it's a bullshit basketball organization. You got to feel bad for these young guys that are there. You yeah. don't feel bad for guys like Julius Randle signing a deal there, though. No, but he just took the most where he could, where sure. he could you know, get in. I don't blame him for that. But, yeah, I think RJ needs to get out of that situation to be able to succeed. Um, you know, a guy like like SGA, a young talent like that, similar game to RJ. He's benefited a lot more from being with Chris Paul, but it's the organization that he's also helping him benefit too. Right. Uh, one last note before we get out of here, because we're going to go watch the Jordan doc here in a little bit. Um, what do you think of Luca's shoe? I like it, dude. I think it looks really good. It's just, a, it's just a reprint of the Jordans, right? Pretty much, yeah. 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 It's, it's, got the, some... it's the ones with like a uh, kind of like a mint green. I like that mint green. That's a real good yeah. look. And it's got some of the his like his actual writing and stuff like that along the soles and stuff. I think they're pretty slick looking. I do too. I'm not a big yeah. high top guy, but I get it. I think Luca's going to actually be a, a guy with like a, a big shoe line. I, I can see that in his future for sure. I don't understand how. Low. Do what? He needs to sound with New Balance though. <laughs> no, I don't he's got that new balance look he's got a little more swag than that i actually see luca being a jordan guy yeah i think it works perfectly i'm yep. i'm a fan though i like them i think that they're there's something that i would even consider buying and i'm not even a huge shoe guy I'm saying a lot yeah i think yeah. that i think they look really good um we took shoes but he, our, he needs his own shoe do what he's too, good. he's too good to not have his own shoe oh like, yeah 
he if his agent needs to work on not just saying let's reprint these or make these our colors he, he needs to have his own i see what you're saying josh rocks hoop and shoes to like he used to wear him to work all the time. I still I wear him to work, dude. Josh Hell just yeah. working from home, and he's just in his boxers, but he's still got like some LeBron <laughs> sixes yeah, on or something yeah. strapped all the way up to the above the ankle. <laughs> it's very, very true. Uh, Josh has always been a good, a good sneaker guy. I see what the, I see what you're saying though, Josh. Uh, as far as like wanting your own kind of look or whatever, I think that's probably to come though. I think there's a, a ton of iterations down the line that he could potentially try to get going. I think it's. In the time that we're in right now, I feel like it's a time that everybody's kind of appreciating Jordan. So I kind of get the PR look and why he did it that way. Yeah, Makes sense. yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't think about that honestly. That's a good, yeah. that's a good point. Would you do Chris Paul for Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, and a first rounder? No. Yes, I would not. Yes, because that, that that works in the trade machine. I would. Mm-hmm. The Warriors, the Warriors said, or everybody, whenever the Warriors brought Andrew Wiggins over, said this is bait to get a big time An asset. Yeah, yeah, a big time asset. That's that's has one of these Supermax deals, you wouldn't, Justin, from the Warriors' point or the OKC or the Thunder point? From the Warriors' point, I think anything, if you can get off that money for, from a Thunder standpoint, and I, I think he's a a big factor in, in growing those young guys, so I think that is important. You don't want to rip the heart and soul out of the locker room like that if you can help it. Yeah. But, I mean, from a Golden State standpoint, I don't want anybody that you've got to put the ball in their hands any more than... Then you already have, yeah. Then you already have Steph Clay. You know, you need these guys that are are helpful around those guys, and that's a really good point. I I think you could get more for Andrew Wiggins, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's a really good point. I don't think he's worth that necessarily, but I think that's possible. (laughs) So whenever you go into the the trade uh, simulator and you get a successful trade, they have Hollinger's analysis, which is just based upon PER swaps. Um, OKC loses seven wins. And the Golden State Warriors with this trade lose 31 wins. Jesus. Wow. Which is crazy, dude. I don't think I've ever seen one higher than that. Wow. That doesn't surprise me knowing especially Chris Paul. One, yeah, especially one for, for – they seem that seems like a pretty even talent swap to me. I don't know. It is, but I think they're going to try to move Wiggins for a 3-4 tweener type of – can guard every position. Andre Iguodala. Jimmy Butler would be good for that. Holy shit, oh, yeah. Man, but yeah. I don't – I think he's really happy in Miami. I've been watching a lot of – uh, interviews and podcasts lately. I think Jimmy's happy in Miami. I don't think he's going to leave. I don't yeah. think so either. I think that's kind of the perfect spot for someone like him. Who's the next Draymond Green that is like a DPOY, multiple switches, one through five? Who's that? Because that's yeah, what they need. That's, they don't, that's they don't a, need any more yeah. scoring than than Curry and Clay can put out. Right. right. That's kind of where my head's at with it. It's just for I, don't know, I don't know who that next guy in the NBA is. I don't either. I yeah. have to sit there and think about Bam? I could see that. Like he's I don't not know if he's, as, he's not as versatile. Better offensive player though, like because he could just like bully dudes and dunk. That's true. better offensive player, worse defensive player. I would say um, he's a better four five. Well, I don't know, dude. Draymond he's was a, a good hell of a four five. He's definitely not the team defender that Draymond is, but he's a good rim protector. Dude, here's what I will say about Bam. He, hear me when I say this: he's not as athletic as as Giannis. He's quicker footed than Giannis. And he has better left and right movement than Giannis does at the same size. I think Giannis is probably longer. He's got that special athleticism where he can double jump really quick too at a big, at a like a big guy. That's yeah, hard. yeah, exactly. And I like more so like Giannis. A big thing that Giannis is struggling with as I watch his watch his show, or, um, games over and over again is he doesn't have the ability to get somebody leaning one way and then go the other way. He right. has the ability to only go forward and through five different players. Yeah, he hits that first crossover and then just goes. Yeah, exactly. Bam actually has that ability, hmm. which is – I don't know that that's something that you can teach. I don't know that you can teach somebody you need to get faster laterally. Yeah. I, I think that might just be it's something that you either have you or you can't teach 6'10 dudes that. Right. Like, Bam's yeah. big, dude. Right, right. So, I, I do – I'm super high on Bam, dude. And that – like people talk about Jimmy Butler going over there and doing great things or Tyler Harrow or Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson was a freaking steal, by the way. But I think that Bam is the future of that team. Me too. Yeah, Me I think, too. Yeah, I think there's a, a strong Jimmy's older than people think. How old is Jimmy yeah. Butler now? Like 31. Well, 31. Okay. Yeah. Also, he's great when you need a bucket, but he's not great. Through, he's not consistent for me. No. No, he never has been. He's like he, he, he yeah. shows up in big moments, though. He yeah, does. he has super high highs. He's, and 30, he's on his highs. He's, 30, he's one of the best players in the league. But yeah. like 
He's just not a consistent go out and drop 25 every single night and then guard the best player on the other team. He's an 18-pointer. Dude, he might be the, one of the best 18-point scorers I've ever seen. I mean, he's been better than that, though, and he's we know he's one of the best two-way players. Like That's obvious, but, I mean, he's averaged over 18, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight seasons in a row. Is he a 20-point player? What's he, where's he at? Yeah, so I'll just give you his last eight seasons, 20, 21, 24, 22, 19, 21, 18, 20. So I think that he's probably about a 21 guy, 20 guy. Yeah, but he but he's also a really, really good defender. And his percentage is, like, I always think of him as a not efficient scorer. Um, his percentages are pretty good. His three percentages are not good. But, I mean, he shoots 46, 47% from the field. Yeah, he scores it. He scores at the second level more than most guys, which right. is, I think is why you see his number. Like, for the amount of shots that he's taken, he could be higher if he was like a Curry, obviously, or if he was a guy that just knocked down a bunch of threes. But he's a he's a more of a mid range guy, which you don't see a whole lot of nowadays. But I, yeah, I think that Bam's the future of that of that team, as well as Dun- I could honestly see Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson being a poor man's clay and stuff. Yep, for sure. So I, I'm I'm really high on the Heat's future, and I think that they, I don't even know if they need another piece. I think that you can you can let that marinate for a couple of couple of years. Yeah, I mean everyone can use another defender that can guard multiple positions, but yeah, other than that, I think offensively they're set. Yeah, and really they, that's why they went out and got Andre Iguodala because they said that we we need this defender that can switch right. multiple. But I think they forgot about that. You had that. that yeah, you had that in Justice Winslow. I think that was honestly a, a bad trade by Pat. Pat that was, yeah. We talked about that. I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter as much now, but, you know, yeah. it's yeah. still so much to be worked out with all that. All right. Yeah. Let's get out of here. We got the Jordan documentary to watch, so we'll be back here sure. in just a couple of days with you uh, to do the actual Jordan doc review, so we won't be right after this time since we're getting this one out to you guys uh, now, but we'll be back Monday or Tuesday to get it done for you guys. All right, boys. Sweet. Take it easy. We'll see you later. Later. See you, man.